Welcome to the Alcohol Rethink Podcast with me, your host, Patrick Fox. This podcast is for the guys out there who question the role that alcohol plays in their lives, men who want to stop drinking and don't know where to go or how to start. We're going to cover all of that and more. Let's go. Hi guys, welcome to episode 38 of the Alcohol Rethink Podcast. So today I've got a very special guest with me. His name is Matt Pink, aka The Better Life Guy over on Instagram. He's an author of a book called Better Me, Better You, which is currently on Amazon, so go check that out. Uh, He's a speaker, coach, sober lover, and he's really pushing the sober movement hard at the minute. It's Matt Pink. Welcome to the show, dude. Thank you very much for having me, mate. Good intro. (laughs) I've been working on it all week. (laughs) Nice one. Yeah. So as I said, I, but just before we got jumped on this call, like I've been following you on Instagram for quite a while. It's actually somebody within my circle introduced me to you and said, oh, have you heard of him? I was like, no, I'm going to check him out. And I love what you're doing, man. Like you're really captivating. It's kind of like it's it's simple and just straightforward. And it just really drives to the heart of what so many people were looking for right now. That's in my opinion. So before we kind of dive into that, what I'd really love to hear is more around your journey or kind of just to introduce yourself and let us know a little bit more about you. Yeah, no worries, mate. I mean, yeah, my my journey is very long and it's very like deep and it's quite emotional at parts. So I'll, I'll do it in a nutshell because I sort of nailed it by now because I've done these intros <laughs> so many times. But um, yeah, essentially, I've been I've been sober now since April 2020. I got sober in the first lockdown. Um, ever since that, I've not really looked back. Um, and I've gone from strength to strength. And I started a Better Life Guy account um, a year sort of after I got sober. Um, so it's only been a year from now, really. So a year old, my account, which is it's done really well in that year. And I think the reason for that, like you say, is it's, it's just raw, it's authentic. I'm so passionate about it because I know what it's like to feel this sort of being the traps of alcohol and I know how good it feels to get out of it and I think that's what my message is now is to just try and attract as many people into that space as possible through the ways of like stupid reels bit of like colorful make it sort of garish make it out there um and yeah before that um yeah I had quite a tricky road because um I tragically lost my son in 2013 um suddenly and that was really the start of where my drinking I always say went from something I I wanted to something I needed um, because I, I, as my world crumbled around me, I sort of found myself leaning more into the drink. And before that, I would say I had quite a, a normal relationship with alcohol, you know, a couple of beers at the weekend, not really much more than that. From then on, it started creeping and creeping and creeping and crept up to the point of sort of like, um, but rock bottom really uh, a few years later, which ultimately sort of was the catalyst to me losing I lost everything like from divorce, from you know, house, family, etc. And then sort of gradually built myself back up to where I am now through being sober, which is now happily married again, in a house again, um, really happy relationship with family. We're all very happy together and feeling in a really positive space emotionally, physically, mentally. Um, and yeah, so that's where we are now. So it's been a bit up and down, but the last few years have been, been sort of sh- a great trajectory really and I'm, I'm excited to see where I end up in a couple of years time. Quite a journey mate and so sorry to hear that about your son man like and it, you know it's 
this kind of messaging that we get around alcohol, isn't it? It's like this is this is a way to cope with things that happen, challenges that like happen in our life, right? And it's just so unhelpful. I've actually think on a post the other day we were talking about a program afterlife and i was saying that you know the, the the messaging in there is just to use alcohol as a way to cope as a as a crutch if you were mm-hmm. and it's so unhelpful like so what are the what are some of the things that you see in the work that you've been doing on instagram so far well i see i see from people uh, there's a lot of people that are broken um i think the lockdown's really fucked it up for everyone but you know it seems like people went one way or the other and um, they went sober and they went healthy or they get into day drinking and they've not really got back into what they were before. And I think that's the thing that shines through for me is I'm getting a re- you know, I get thousands of messages and a lot of them say until the lockdown, I was living a normal life. And then the lockdown came along and I can't get out of the habit of having a bottle of wine every night. And that is so common. And I think that's what motivates me now to, because I feel like I've been put into this position to give back to the world because the world needs giving back to um so yeah the thing i noticed the most is is that if you ask me my one answer to how i sort of perceive the world to be right now is a little bit broken it is broken and so you know where do you find the the healing can take place for for people who are kind of going through that at the moment well i think people are the good thing the good thing about all this is we have this social media rep like avenue um, and I think one thing I, I found when I was sober curious or in the, like, I wanted to give alcohol, I found Andy Ramage, who's now a good friend of mine. I work with him. Um, but at the time I only found him and I didn't really know of any sort of sober Instagram accounts. And I think the savior for many people now is that there's so many people doing what I'm doing and in such a magical way. And we all have little different niches to our sort of content and I think we're really making a difference with people The the way I've seen the sober movement explode on Instagram has been massive in the last year. And I think that's been a real help to people because I got sober through sober Instagram. I didn't get, I didn't go through the steps. I didn't get any professional help with it. I just did, did it through watching people's accounts, getting people's hints and tips and really latching onto Andy Ramage and watching everything he did and all the books he wrote. Um, and now I know that people are doing the same journey through what I do. And I think there's that ripple effect then and more people are doing it. I've coached people to be sober now. They've then started their own sober Instagram account. They're now helping people do it. So it just seems to be like that drip feeding that's happening in a really healthy way, which is helping people get out of it. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's like all that energy, all that desire that used to go towards getting your next drink or whatever, it's, it's got somewhere else to go now. And I see that as well. It's and Well, we're both living proof of it is that once you stop, like it just opens up all of these different avenues for you. So it's such a cool thing to see, like it's having that ripple effect. And yeah, social media has been a big part of that, I think, as well. So that's pretty awesome. And I know that it was during lockdown that was the time that you really started questioning the alcohol, right? Because you were wandering around a supermarket and you kind of, <laughs> you had a light bulb moment. Do you want to just share what that is for everyone who's listening? Yeah, I mean, I've been consciously, so like before the first lockdown, if I'd say for six months before, I'd been starting to get fit. I'd started to go to the gym and I'd started to consciously feel like, what would this feel like if I was doing this forever? And I'd eat healthily and I'd sleep well. But at the same time, at the weekend, I'd get on a session, I'd be, you know, go do a two day up and I'd be smashed and I'd be consciously leaning into that as well. And I'd be thinking, well, hang on a minute, that isn't as fun as it used to be. 
actually I'm much more enjoying the Tuesday, Wednesday life where I'm sleeping well and eating well, feeling good. And that led up to the lockdown. And then, yeah, when I got to lockdown, I was, you know, everyone was queuing up to buy toilet roll. And I was thinking, shit, I thought they were going to close all the stores in the UK. So I was like bulk buying alcohol because I was really panicking that they were going to shut and what was I going to do then? Um, so that was my go-to. And I was, yeah, I was in a, I was in a line for a, for a, in a store somewhere. And um, there was just this big long queue of people kind of like holding toilet roll everywhere. And I just had these baskets of um, alcohol. And it was, you know, there were there notes on the shelf to say you could only buy three bottles of wine or whatever it was, like rations. And I'd like maxed it out. And I'd also been to other stores to like max theirs out. And I was going, I was spending hundreds of pounds on just wine, covering bases like cider, wine, vodka, you know, beer, whatever it was, just to make sure I had a nice cupboard full of it. So that if we did go into a lockdown and the store shut, I was sweet for a few months. And that kind of moment there made me think, cool, this isn't really right. I'm not bothered about whether I've got toilet roll, all right? But um, I'm, I am bothered if I haven't got any alcohol. So that was a bit of a, a light bulb moment, like you say. Yeah, man, it, like, it, it shows you where your priorities are going. You know, like when you're thinking that alcohol is more important and decide what, even though, right, you were going around and you were maxing out in all these different stores. And this is something I've spoke about before is it shows how resourceful we can be like, OK, so in this instance, the resourcefulness probably wasn't very helpful, but it does just show you like when you when you want something like we are totally capable of doing it. So it's like, how how do you flip that towards not wanting to drink alcohol or having a life without alcohol? Like what are some of the things that you share or come up with you? Well, I think like what I do now is I think I'm quite resourceful in dipping in and out of like understanding who I am, what I need to function, what I need to like really excel and dipping in and out of those things. So I think now, yeah, now more than ever, I'm able to understand how I'm feeling and dip in and out. So when you say resourceful, I'm able to tap into different things. So like, have I, I've got like a running checklist in my head. Have I meditated? Have I been to the gym? How have I eaten today? How am I feeling today? How, you know, what am I feeling about alcohol? And I can sort of come up with a list and then actually I can identify now what I need to do. So it might be, I need to go for a run or it might be that I need to go to bed earlier tonight. And I'm quite, I think that's a really good example of being resourceful because I, and I'm also not like trying new things. Every few weeks I try a new thing. And at the minute I'm just doing this stretching, um, hip flexor exercise <laughs> sounds so random, but I've read loads and heard loads of people talk about how hip flexor exercise is really helpful for all sorts of things like alignment and just how you want to do a lot of running anyway. I started doing that last night and um, that's given me a whole new lease of life. I felt bouncing up the tube station today, like like I was made of rubber and I felt so so good for doing it. But that's just another example as well, where you can just bring more things into your life. As you get used to your own routine, you can just keep adding in a positive way and ultimately just always making yourself a better person. Absolutely. And because that's one of the fears I see a lot, right? And I'm sure you do is like, what am I going to do when I stop drinking? You know, like, how am I going to have fun? I'm not going to want to do anything. I won't be able to go out. And that's where that resourcefulness comes in is because, okay, so what would I want to do? Like, what do I want to try? What are the things that I've always said I wanted to do, but I've never got around to doing because I've always been too lethargic, too low energy from drinking alcohol and stuff. So like what pops into my mind as you were saying that, it's like, you've got this kind of like a stop drinking toolkit. You know, like you've put together all of these questions that you ask yourself just to kind of check out where you are. But then also, not only that, like, what are you going to do if you're not really matching or in alignment with where you want to be? So such a cool thing. So on that point of, of feelings, right, because this is a podcast for guys. And what was your relationship to emotions 
previously would you say like as a man i think i i didn't I was quite, i'm quite emotional i'd say generally as a person but i definitely like to keep a lid on it and i wouldn't like i was very proud before and i also didn't really know what my emotions were because i think when you drink you're obviously in a high state of um emotion that is is not authentic you just it's down to you the fact you chemical imbalance from drinking so you, you know, i found myself many times being emotional but i put a lot of time down to being hungover um or not dealing with grief and i couldn't really land on what it was because i was always drinking and i think it's only since i've stopped drinking that i'm able to actually know what my emotions are to then also be more confident to talk about them um, for the first time because I am sober. So I do know it's a real emotion. So I do know that needs talking about. I'm also on a quest to become the best version of myself. And I know that whilst I'm like holding on to these emotions myself, I'm doing myself no favors or anyone around me. So it's better to share it anyway. So I'm by no means like a finished article with that. And it's definitely a work in progress, but um, I'm, I'm sharing my emotions outwardly more than I ever have done before. And like when you say sharing, do you mean with other people or just in terms of like acknowledging it for yourself? I think sharing it can be a, a multiple ways. Like I journal quite a lot. I feel like that's mm. a good way of sharing it. Um, I talk it out loud sometimes when I go for a run to, to the universe or the sky, I call it. Um, mm. I do, I've sat down with my missus recently, a couple of times actually, and said, can I just talk to you a second? And just, it might just be, I just need to say something out loud because sometimes when you, when I do my better life guy stuff, it's very much me on my own and I'm a one-stop shop. And actually sometimes it's nice to just talk to someone about it. Um, and then that can lead on to how I'm feeling generally or whether I'm frustrated about something. So I think that's something I never would have done before. Um, but I'm kind of enjoying it. Every time I do, I get a bit of a buzz from it, I feel a bit lighter. So I'm just trying to do it more and more often. And I'm trying to encourage my kids to do the same thing as well, because they're coming up to an age where I think it's important that they talk as well. Yeah, that's it, man. Uh, and, you know, there's this idea that you even talking to a lamppost can be helpful just to kind of understand and give yourself awareness of what's going on. Not that I'm advocating talking to lampposts, but it's just saying stuff out loud, right? Is This is what I noticed in coaching or even in my own self-coaching is that it's not until you start verbalizing something and then you kind of like start untangling all of those different threads and you're like, oh, that's what's been going on. That's what's really frustrating me. It's not this thing. It's actually this thing over here that I'm just trying to avoid or pretend that isn't going on in my life right now. So, yeah, I love that. And being able to, you know, like for guys listening, if it feels like it's a real challenge to talk to your partners or to somebody else, then even just starting with that process of journaling, you know, just like writing down your thoughts onto a piece of paper is so important because it just, a lot of what you write can lose its power anyway, because then all of a sudden it's not stuck in your head anymore. You're not kind of like ruminating on it and stuff like that. So yeah, really, really important. Yeah. I found journaling like incredible. I, I never would have journaled before, and now I love it. And I do, I use it to, I'm quite expressive with it now. Like I did follow sort of guidelines when I first, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And I'm quite a literal person. So I'd copy someone else. I'll, I'll write what I'm grateful for, what I'm going to do today, whatever. Now, sometimes I'll just get it out and start writing and whatever comes into my mind. And it's really useful to like brainstorm. It's really useful to get stuff off your mind. It's really useful to plan for the future. It's useful to think about what you're going to do for the day. It's, it's something like I can't recommend highly enough and don't think like it's a chore because it's really not it could take five minutes for your morning and it really will make a big difference to your day and your week in your life. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, because it's, it's the lie we tell ourselves, isn't it? Oh, it's going to take too long. <laughs> or I don't know what to say. And it's just like you never get around to doing it when you feel like that. But really, it can just take as little as five minutes just to kind of just have a little dump of what's going on in your brain or whatever. Yeah, so yeah super good. And so what do you notice with guys who are stopping drinking? Or actually, before we go there, what was it like when you stopped drinking with your male friends, for example? Because I stopped drinking in lockdown, I had a bit of an advantage, mm. I think, um, because it was lockdown. So I didn't have to go, right, lads, I'm not coming out. Um, I didn't really have to, because no one was going out anywhere. So I kind of used that opportunity well. But when obviously things started opening up again, I found that, you know, I'm 38 years old. And when I was 36, when I gave up drinking, and I think I was coming to the end of my going out of the lads days anyway. Um, so I kind of was the, the most people, I was, the more the people I was drinking with the most are, were my work people or my central London sort of crew. Um, and to be honest, that was coming to a fizzle, fizzling out anyway. It kind of felt like the end of a cycle for many reasons of all of it. So I felt like it was a great time for me to do it. But when I've gone back into it now, and it's only really in the last six months, I'd say I've actually been back to some of the places I used to drink with the people I used to drink with. Um, and they've been so supportive like everybody's been so supportive to a man um i'm really surprised because i thought some people would be really yeah, put off by it i thought something you know, some people initially were but they've come back i think some people were scared by it and they've been scared and they've come back and some people that i thought would be really bad have been super supportive from the, from the start and even some people have gone sober themselves because they almost wanted someone to be the beacon of change and go right I'm going to do it. And they go, actually, yeah, I'm going to give that a go. And they've ended up going so two people I know have gone sober as well, even including my dad, actually. He's gone sober. Oh, amazing. He, he was a big Left drinker. Have to get him on. <laughs> yeah. He was a big drinker and he's coming up for a year, um, which I never would have thought would have happened. But I think that goes to show you. I think it's one of them things you, you get nervous when you think about going sober, you get nervous about what other people are going to think. And you always obviously paint that negative picture in your head actually it's been the quite it's been the opposite for me everyone's been so happy about it and actually can't argue with what i get told all the time is you're just so much better you're a better person and i don't really see that bit of it but obviously they get they get that bit of it as a quite a big benefit um so i think that's yeah it's a really positive environment much more positive than you probably think in your head if you're thinking about it yeah amazing i just give me goosebumps you just saying it mate like just knowing that you as you know matt pink just making this change in your life is having such an impact in so many other people's and it and it's significant as well man because think about how much time and energy alcohol you waste and money of course you know relate the relationships it damages like it's just untold things that are going on so it is the story that we tell ourselves that often gets in the way like a lot of people thinking you know as I was saying earlier how am I going to have fun but also what are other people going to think and a lot of that lives upstairs in our brains rather than actually how it is received you know maybe in the beginning there is that oh this is a bit weird but it's just because there's like a shift in the the dynamic of identities and how you're all being together but we normalize really really quickly <laughs> you know like to think now same as you like not drinking after a few years like this is all just normal to me now but a few years ago it didn't feel normal and it's almost that avoidance of the new normal that gets in the way yeah it's really weird because when I first went sober I obviously told everyone and then I remember going somewhere quite uh, probably after about four months 
And then someone turned around at the bar and went, no, he doesn't drink to me. And I was like, are you fucking talking about? It? Yeah, dude. Like, I thought, I don't want to be put in that bracket. Like, I, I was still want to, I felt really like I was missing out because everyone was drinking. And they were saying it, like you said, they accepted it. And that was it. I just don't drink now. And I was thinking, I, I'm not even there yet. And I felt really like I'd put out the tribe, if you like. Um, and I still remember that moment. But I also remember it fondly because I thought they've they've just taken to it literally. And that's it. I don't drink now in their head. So it's obviously yeah. a lot easier for them to say it than it is to actually do it. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? Like twofold, like, oh, what? <laughs> I'm not included. But at the same time, like, they don't really give a shit. They're just moving on and doing their own thing, right? Yeah. Because you see, we spend more time worrying about what other people think than, and we're all busy thinking about what we think. So it kind of makes sense that that's the way it will go. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. And so now, you know, you've stopped drinking, you're working, doing your better life guy, what do you notice for the guys out there who wanted to stop drinking, just kind of following off what we were just saying? Do you notice any difference between men and women currently? What's interesting is my audience is 75% female, 25% male. And why that's interesting is because when you go to AA, it's 75% male, 25% female. And I think what that tells you is that men are not generally looking into the sober Instagram space. They're probably a bit scared of it. They don't want us sort of anything to do with it. But when it's too late, they end up in AA because they haven't sort of explored that space. And I think women are much more open-minded to this sober curious world than men are. Having said that, what I would say I've noticed more than ever is the obviously the volume of alcohol drinks and the alcohol-free drinks brands that there are now. Every single brand, you know, Stella, San Miguel, whatever it is, they all do an alcohol-free drink now. And I think that then I've seen, I've noticed it much more when I've been out and about, much more blokes are drinking it and they're taking up on it. And I've been to parties and I've been to events where I've had alcohol-free drinks on my table for me and blokes have taken them out of there and they're really curious because it's there and it's in a bucket, it's full of ice. They actually won't ever go and order one themselves. They're like, can I try that? And they've tried it and they've ended up drinking a few of them. So I think- Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Yeah, the selection's there now. And I think, like I said, being the beacon of change as a guy and not being ashamed to drink it myself, I think that encourages more men to do it. So um, I think that's the, the biggest thing I've noticed is, is probably the market has changed so much and there's so many more options now. I think it's starting to encourage more men to go down that route. Yeah, absolutely. What came up for me as you were saying that as well is, is almost like when... So if we think about AA, right, and then we've got uh, Instagram sober movement, for example, it's like one's kind of, um, what's the word, like internal. It's like, I don't want to say underground because that sounds a bit strange, but do you know what I mean? Like AA is it's, it's quite private. It's yeah. like something you go do on your own. I know there's other people there, of course, as well, versus like the Instagram, right? It's very open, isn't it? It's like everything's out there for you. And so I just wonder how that reflects into the to male and female mindsets, right? Like for, for a guy, it's like just wanting to do it and almost do it in secrecy, not tell too many people, whereas like female, and this is, of course, a generalization, right? But for females, it's like just go out and just be curious and just try everything. What do you reckon? Hundred percent, and I think that's why that's why I've I've marketed my Better Life Guy account as something that's fun and stupid and entertaining, as much as it is giving raw messages and heartfelt you know messages from myself. 
I think that's encouraging people to come and to come and follow and watch and learn and get inspired, hopefully, but not having to be in a circle or in a in a group of people that are you've got a drinking problem. It's like it's a new I'm trying to force a new space where it's like come in anyway, just come have a laugh. Like if you drink or you don't drink, whatever. We're all in the on the same planet trying to have the same amount of fun. So that's where I think there's room for a new kind of market. And I think that's what I'm I'm hopefully trying to do. Yeah, I like that. Almost giving people permission, especially guys permission. Like, you know, this doesn't have to be some straight up serious shit. Yeah, exactly. And like, if I was called the alcohol problem guy <laughs> and you were following it, you know, it's going to be much It's different to if you're following someone who's got bright pink account and he's called Matt Pink and it's Better Life Guy and it's vibrant. Um, and loads of, you know, loads of people follow me that are sober, not sober, you know, people from all around the world. And I think that's what I'm just trying to grow a better space where people can share ideas and just get a bit of motivation and energy because that hopefully helps more than anything. Yeah, absolutely, man in full alignment with that sober curiosity and i know i know of guys who follow you as well who have either stopped drinking or are interested so it's definitely out there and reaching people for sure so what, what are your views on alcohol free beers so i know you just t- talked about them a little bit there i absolutely love them mate and i know i, I didn't even know it's controversial um really until i started my account because i was like why i wouldn't have been able to get sober without them i don't think because like one of my biggest thing, I'm a I'm a lad who likes you know going to a pub and having a pint. I like going sitting at home watching the football having a beer, and I like meeting my dad and having a beer. I just like and the the thought of losing those things was I, I don't know if I'd have been able to do it. So I knew that with the alcohol free market and the quality of the alcohol free drinks, and especially now with all the spirits and fears and wines and whatever that's coming out. Like it's so easy because you can still do everything you could do. You could get co- you can get cocktails, you can get beer, wine, fizz, whatever. You can pop a cork for an occasion. Everything still exists. You just don't have the alcohol in it. So I think for me, I, I always say like there's there's an end of the scale on the you know on the left hand side. There's a really minute amount of people that are sober. On the right hand side of the scale, there's a minute amount of people that have got a real heavy drinking problem. Probably not for them, yeah. but. For the middle people, for everyone else in the middle, uh, try it. They're lower in calories. They taste arguably better in a lot of cases. You can go to the gym afterwards or go for a run. You don't get a bad head the next day. They're cheaper if you buy them from the supermarket. Like, it's a real no-brainer for me. And I, I'm just such a bit a big fan of it. I'd actually like to produce one myself in time. I feel I'm so passionate oh, about it. <laughs> I think even there's even stuff, brands that are like putting vitamins in and stuff like that so they're they're actually good for you rather than being terrible for you um and i think that's the way it will go it go down that sort of seltzer route kombucha route like um vitamin b12 added to them like there's all sorts going on so yeah i i personally think they're great but obviously if you're triggered by them then then they're not yeah and i think that's the important thing to say about that yeah same here mate like i i definitely drank them in the beginning i found them super useful and then just over time i was just like really not interested in these anymore (laughs) but they served a purpose man so yeah it's about knowing is this going to trigger me do i really is it going to lead me to wanting more or whatever and just knowing knowing your own mind effectively like knowing what your limits are going to be as well so yeah and that's the important message as well and i think when i first gave up i was hammering them like i was having five six beers a night because i thought fuck it why not 
like they're not alcoholic and it's helping me get off it and like you say after six months i was i'd have a week or so without one and um and now i've gone back the other way where i'm like i actually look forward to, i try almost force myself to have it on the weekend and i try different ones and i try and i enjoy it as a drink not even as a beer just as a adult drink is a bit of a point of difference from day and night or midweek and weekend so um now i like actively enjoy it and i'm kind of exploring the spirit world and just enjoy the process of making them yeah in a new glass with like ice and whatever else it is and yeah just um i'm finding it really interesting almost as a little side ho- hobby nice <laughs> and yeah they they definitely serve a purpose I like them, you like them, and then just find out if they, they work for you. I know some of them are actually even more expensive than actual alcohol, which is quite fascinating. You know, like these yeah, spirit ones they're coming out with now. <laughs> yeah, the spirits are mad. But um, I've just started working with a brand called Liars, which are phenomenal. They like they do pretty much everything you can you can ever want in terms of the spirit world. But they they all work together. So they give you like cocktail lists, and you can literally put one part of this, one part of this, one part of this. And you end up with an agroni or uh, peril spritz or whatever it is and you can literally replicate anything so i think um there's so many good brands doing so many good things i think it's just going to be such a lucrative market in the future yeah no doubt well but you know the alcohol industry they're aware of what's happening man and they're trying to capitalize it on any way possible still so um yeah interesting all right cool so for any of the guys out there listening what are i mean you've already given them lots of great ideas right with your your toolkit well my version of your toolkit but thinking about like meditating exercising what are some of the words you'd like to pass on to anyone listening about where they might be in their journey right now i think what i say to anyone is like give sobriety a try and whether you whether you're taking a break from the booze or planning on going sober full time i think what i i didn't realize until i give up for a couple of weeks what i could what life could look like i think when you do it for a couple of days it doesn't really give you the same feeling so i'd encourage people to challenge themselves to do three months six months a year whatever it is it's a lot easier to manage in your head and it's a lot more motivational when you get there and you get the benefit of getting the full amount of distance you get the alkyte system you start to reset into a good sleeping pattern you have more energy you probably lose weight but more likely to um, opt in for a kind of healthier lifestyle so i think that would be what i i would advise what i do advise people to do whilst also drinking as many alcohol free drinks as you want to drink um, and then lean into the time that you get because you get so much more time back when you don't drink you don't get, you get the time back from thinking about drink from planning to drink from making the drink buying the drink drinking the drink recovering from the drink all this time you get back and people that don't use that time and just sit and live the same life but without drinking that doesn't really work for them so use the time use the energy take up a new hobby go running you know use the progress you make because you're not going to get that five steps forward and then 10 steps back at the weekend you're going to be making progress in whatever it is you choose to do so choose wisely choose new things choose exciting things and and to see what life can really be like once you once you get out of that trap of alcohol because it's actually magical um, and it's very 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 tough for me to look back at my own life now and think how how much I was trapped by and how many people millions of people around the world are still trapped by it so um, yeah give it a go is what I say yeah amazing top top words of wisdom on that last point as well what would you say right because I noticed when I stopped this came up for me is that 
like in the very beginning i spent a lot of time feeling regretful guilty like literally my head i'd go through every stupid thing that i'd ever done and i could attribute it to alcohol right uh so like what would you say if somebody is doing that for themselves now well i I think that's all part of the healing journey and that's one of the things that put me off drinking again because i was having a few like um weird dreams like detailed dreams like thoughts popping like you say popping in your head oh shit i remember that where'd that come from i've forgotten about um what i found really useful was meditating and running and i found running beyond useful like i hadn't really done it for a while before when i started running i was finding all these thoughts in my head were sort of coming and going a lot quicker when i was getting back from a run i felt so good and so light and relieved from all these things that have gone in my head and out of my head so i think um just see it as part of the healing process it's like anything you've got to get it all out of your system yep. before you can then really start to settle and enjoy it so it's just it's part of it and kind of almost see it as a box tick see it as contractions when you're giving birth <laughs> every contraction is a contraction close to, to giving birth right but you've got to go through the contractions to get to the good bit um and that's yes. what i see you got to just t- tick these things off and when you have an experience like that, you've got to see it as another thing gone another reason not to go backwards because if you do you get back to square one Oh, man, I fucking love that. What a great analogy. And yeah, it's so true, right? Like it, it, it is all part of the process and making yourself feel bad about stuff that you've done isn't going to change what you've done. So you may as well like show up for yourself in a, from a loving space and just recognize like those thoughts are going to come. They're going to go. They only stay there for as long as you entertain them as well. I find also running, man, like when I go out running, I get so much more creativity. Like I just start thinking in a different way. I don't know what it, there must be something happening chemically, you know, but it, yeah, it's an amazing feeling and amazing experience. And exercise is such an important part because if you just stop drinking and sit around, not doing anything, you're going to be with your thoughts a hell of a lot of the time. So you want to be able to kind of like find other ways that you can shift that energy, that focus. All right, cool. So one more question, dude is what does it mean to be radically human so i mean this is one thing i would have answered so differently beforehand because i thought life when i was drinking i thought life was about working hard playing hard and i thought that for 20 years and i woke up 20 years later and i thought shit where do those 20 years go um and i realized in that moment that life isn't about that Life, you know, funerals, weddings, occasions, good days, bad days were always ended up in the same place with the same drink. Um, that is not fun. That is not part of why we were put onto this beautiful planet. It was only when I came away from drink that I almost, I, I use this like it's hard to say on a podcast, but I kind of always, I, I say my, the way I lived my life before, I was always looking down and left, down and left. Every answer was down and left into this bucket a bucket of shit basically every time every experience i had in down and left it was only when i gave up drinking i started looking up and right and i saw this fucking magical world it was like someone had taken the roof off my house and opened my my eyes up to this planet that we live on we live in and without sounding too woo woo i just started feeling a bit more connected to everything and i realized that how small i was in this massive world and how much of it there is to explore and how many people there are to connect with and how many experiences are there are to live. And I think, you know, what what I did for the last 20 years was like, I'd go on holiday, but I'd be going to, you know, an all-inclusive holiday in Turkey just to sit around the pool and drink for two weeks, to come back, to feel knackered, to feel like I need a holiday again. <laughs> now I'm like, yep. 
I want to go around the world again. I want to see all these places that I've never seen before. I want to meet people that I've never met before. And I want to do stuff that scares me. I want to do stuff and challenge myself. I want to run further than I've ever run, faster than I've ever run with people I've never run with. I want to do all these things that I never would have done before because I was limited by time, my energy and everything that else that alcohol trapped me by. So that is what I feel like my life now is going to be. That's what it feels like to be human. It's about looking after yourself, giving back to others, exploring new places, you know, testing yourself, but at the same time, giving yourself a consistent base layer of self-love and self-worth. Yeah, absolutely incredible, man. That perspective shift is so important. Like, you know, we think we drink to connect with other people and often we're just disconnecting, right? And there's so much more out there in the big wide world just to uh, pay attention to. Quite incredible. All right, awesome. So Matt, where do people find you? How do they get in touch with you, dude? So yeah, Instagram is my main feed, uh, better underscore life underscore guy. Um, come and see me on there. That's where I'm most active. I'm on Facebook, uh, Better Life Guy. I've got a website, which is betterlifeguy.com um and i think that's about it so yeah can't find me on one of them wicked well there's one other thing uh you've got your no booze cruise coming up as well so why don't you tell everyone about that yeah i've also got a book um so i've also yeah, got yeah. A book that came out in november which uh has done so well so if you want to hear more about my journey my life my and i've written it in a style that is basically aimed at you know i'd say guys really because i'm a guy and that's kind of how i wrote in my mm-hmm. head um, it's, it's written in almost a blueprint of how I did it. So if you want to know how I did it, you can read it. It's called Better Me, Better You because it's written, here's what I did for that section. Here's what you can do. So it's really quite instructive. Um, so that's done really well. And that's that's available on Amazon. And then like you say, I want to do more events in real life. Now that the world's opening back up, we've created this magical space on Instagram, which has got full of you know, loads of amazing people that I connect with every day, but it's all online. So I want to try to take that online, offline and um, last year I did a no booze cruise, which was basically up and down the Thames, a booze cruise boat, but it was all full of non-alcoholic drinks and sober people or sober curious people. And it sold out so quickly. Um, I wanted to do another one, but twice as big. So this year we've gone large. We've got live DJ. We've got all inclusive ticket. There's all you can drink, like alcohol free drinks, various different brands. There's all you can eat food. There's going to be like entertainment giveaways. There's going to be all sorts of stuff going on and it's up and down the Thames in the middle of April. So it's hopefully going to be a nice spring day and yeah, connect man. with people. So, okay. And you're going to come, right? Yeah, absolutely, mate. I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be sick. Sounds amazing. As yeah. I was saying to you before this, the show started, like I did many booze cruises and I never remember getting off the boat at the end of them. So yeah, it'd be an amazing experience to come and join in with all of that. So yeah, anyone who's UK based, especially come check it out booze no booze cruise you can find out details on your instagram page and website yeah the tickets from my bio at the minute okay wicked yeah so check out the bio all right matt it's been a privilege having you on man i'm loving everything you're doing and looking forward to seeing what the future holds thanks a lot dude thank you so much for having me mate and i'll see you on the boat all right wicked thanks everybody take care and bye-bye cheers bye If you want to find out more about working with me and seeing how I can help you stop drinking and start showing up in life the way that you really want, visit patrickjfox.com to find out more or book a free consultation using the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.